Well, the virus has now killed more than 100 people in China, and new cases have been confirmed around the world. So you don't want to frighten the American public. France and South Korea have also got evacuation plans. Which you need to prepare for and assume. Strongly warning Americans to avoid all non-essential travel to China. That this is going to be a real serious problem. France, Australia, Canada, the US, Singapore, Cambodia, Vietnam, the list goes on. Health officials are investigating more than 100 possible cases in the US. Germany, a man has uh, contracted the virus. The epidemic is a demon and we cannot let this demon hide. Japan, where a bus driver uh, contracted the virus. Coronavirus has killed more than 100 people there and infected more than 4,500. We have to prepare for the worst, always, because if you don't and the worst happens. War Room Pandemic. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, it's Tuesday, 30 August, in the year of our Lord, 2022, and we're live. We're in the War Room. We've got a lot to get to today. Mike Davis and Boris Epstein are going to join us at the bottom of the hour to talk about the government. I think it's a 40-page filing tonight they said it's going to be, more than the 20. So they're going to walk us through everything that's happening in this uh, situation with the librarian over at the archives and uh, President Trump, because that's what it is. It's really about overdue library books or a library card. I want to start with the economy, but I particularly want to bring in Nigel Farage. Got the great Steve Cortez is my wingman for the first half. And we've got Nigel Farage from the United Kingdom. By the way, Nigel... Thank you so much for joining Getter. You know, uh, Mike Davis is on it. Steve Cortez dominates it. He's at Steve. I'm, I'm some Schmendrick. I'm at Steve Bannon. Um, <laughs> but it's so, it's so great to have you on. I've already been on your, I've already been on your, uh, your feed. It's incredible. So uh, I think you're really going to enjoy it. I think you're going to love the, uh, the community that's over there. It's very intense, and you're going to get a lot of feedback and a lot of, uh, a lot of, a lot of involvement, sir. Well, Steve, you know, I want all the challengers to big tech to do well. Of course I do. But I've been watching over the course of the last year since Getter launched. And I have to say, leadership is such an important thing for any country, company, organization, political party. And I've got to tell you, Jason Miller is a human dynamo. The guy just works his socks off. He's full of ideas, full of innovation. I've been really impressed of what I've seen with Getter. So I've joined it, and I intend to be a full, full part of it. And, you know, people are crying out for some alternative. The shadow banning is getting worse and worse and worse. Uh, the time has come for something new to really rise up and to become seriously big in terms of size. And I just think Getter, of all the challengers, now has the best prospects. Yeah, no, I think there's some great uh, sites out there we try to get our content up everywhere so every, it meets people where they are. I think True Social, these other ones are fantastic. Yes. I love Getter because it's just so easy to use. And, of course, you know, Jason was our original, uh, along with Raheem, were my two original uh, co-hosts here, the wingmen, for impeachment uh, and also for until he went to the campaign and to the pandemic. Look, I, I want to, because I know you're jammed for time. And, by the way, your show is absolutely amazing. I want to make sure everybody gets to your GB News show because you're breaking big stories and scoops all the time. You give her perspective. Steve Cortez has had this theory of the case, and he's had it for a long time. I mean, we just had a, a, a thing of Cortez and I in February 20, on February 26th of 2021, 30 days into the regime, talking about stagflation and talking about their inflationary policies. But Steve had this theory of the case. He says, look, 2022 is going to come down, besides all the happy talk, and this is over a year ago, it's going to come down to the two eyes, inflation and immigration. 
And when I look at the numbers coming out of the United Kingdom, and I, I, I just I don't know how the Tory party is going to exist, given what is happening with inflation in, <clears throat> in Great Britain and also immigration. Nigel Farage. Well, I agree, and because as ever, there is so much on both sides of the pond we have in common, but there are always differences. So you've got the I and the I, and we've got the I, the I, and the E. And the E with us is energy. Ask yourself why the euro has fallen below parity with the dollar. Ask yourself why sterling has gone from 130 to 116 against the dollar. Steve, it's all about energy, because despite Biden's attempt to vandalize all the good work that was done by Trump, America is still pretty much self-sufficient in energy. Now, you're not exporting in the way that you were, but you're self-sufficient. We, on the other hand, under Boris Johnson and his wife, Carrie Antoinette, decided that we'd go for net zero, decided we'd be the good guys of the world, despite the fact, of course, that mankind only produces 3% of annual CO2 emissions. The rest comes from nature. And despite the fact the UK is 1% of that 3%, Johnson decided we'd export manufacturing jobs. We would not produce our own energy. We'd import it from elsewhere. And that's why we are now in the most awful mess. Six months ago, the West was crowing. Look at the sanctions we put on Putin. Gosh, the Russians will suffer. Well, as it is, the ruble, sticking with the currency theme, is now higher than it was at the start of the Ukraine war. Uh, and the worst of it is, we're not just paying the price for it in terms of our bills, personally, and in terms of our businesses, but we've actually pushed Russia closer to China. Gosh, haven't we done well? N Nigel, I saw something, you know, the Bank of England came out and said inflation could be as high as 13% by October. Citibank, or Citicorp came out after that and said, no, we think it's going to be 18.1%. Wow. And Dave Walsh, our contributor, our contributor for energy, said, hey, what they're not even thinking about calculating in, energy co costs in the United Kingdom could go up fourfold by next spring. And I thought you guys had North Sea oil. You've got all the coal in Newcastle. You've got <clears> tons of resources. Why, why, why are energy costs exploding? And why is inflation? I mean, you're making us look like pikers, and, and we're in terrible shape. <laughs> well, two things here. I mean, the first is that we've absolutely refused to tap the natural gas reserves that we have onshore in the UK. Now, of course, onshore exploration is much cheaper than North Sea exploration. It is estimated that the gas reserves we have in the north of England are valued at somewhere between one and two trillion dollars. We haven't as yet extracted a single barrel. Why? A massive propaganda campaign against it, as it turns out, funded by many, many Russian sources. But of course, you know, the modern Conservative Party have become lefty greenies. Certainly under Johnson, they were maybe next week under Prime Minister Truss. That will change. And the second point is this. As a net importer of substantial amounts of gas and oil, all of those are priced in dollars. The lower sterling sinks on the exchanges, the more pounds we have to use to buy that gas and oil. So the Citibank prediction of 18% is based on sterling at its current levels. If, and I suspect I may be right, there's going to be a run on the pound over the course of the next few months, it's not impossible to see inflation getting above 20. 
How can a political party, right now you're in a transition, but how can a political party, I mean, you're the guy that fought so hard to get the United Kingdom their freedom through Brexit. How can a political party that's supposed to be conservatives, how could they, how are they going to withstand 20% inflation uh, and, uh, and this immigration that still looks like it's out of control, at least if I look at your videos uh, in the United Kingdom? How, how do they survive? Steve, Boris Johnson would not have even been prime minister without me. The Conservatives would never have had that majority without me. I literally laid out the route map for them. I turned them around 180 degrees on membership of the European Union. And the voters, and, and then in 2019, I kind of withdrew and said, Boris, right, you have it. It's yours. Let's get, some, you know, let's get Brexit done. What I didn't realise was the extent to which his career cynicism and most around him meant they actually didn't mean it. They used it for short-term electoral advantage. The Conservative Party in our country is about as conservative as Mitt Romney for the American audience. And they're being found out. And frankly, unless this new Prime Minister, Liz Truss, and it will be her next Tuesday, who you'll see outside Downing Street, unless she turns this around, they are headed for a 1997-style wipeout that they got at the hands of Tony Blair. I tell you what, Steve, I will not vote for them. I cannot vote for a party that got a majority on getting back control of our borders to see gangs of Albanian criminals crossing the English Channel in their thousands. It is disgusting. It is a complete disgrace. Nigel, uh, you mentioned Putin a minute ago and the situation in Russia, and, and Steve Cortez is going to give us some analysis on that, about how the, well the Russian economy is doing because of energy. Uh, Mikhail Gorbachev, I think, was announced. He passed away today. Do you have thoughts? Oh, I certainly do. I think there are a few men in history who go down genuinely as great men. I believe that Gorbachev is one of them. He had the most incredibly tough job to oversee the demise of a Soviet Union that had been there for all those decades. Mrs. Thatcher, of all people, you know, the Iron Lady, as she was called, because of her approach to a series of of presidents of the Soviet Union who were more like waxwork figures in the end than human beings. And Thatcher said, this is a man I can do business with. We may have different cultural backgrounds, but we can do business. And Gorbachev went all the way, from not just overseeing the fall of the Berlin Wall, but appearing in an advert for Pizza Hut. You know, he wanted modern Russia to be a democracy, and he wanted it to reach back out to the West um, and the odd thing is, very often, the great men in history don't get the accolades they deserve. And he dies, age 91, as a figure who was deeply marginalized within his own country, which is sad. Very often, the battle honors go to the wrong people. You uh, mentioned Putin earlier. You know, you think about President Reagan, the Iron Lady, uh, Margaret Thatcher, and St. Uh, the Pope, John Paul II, that brought down, mm -hmm. helped to bring down the Soviet Union. Did we squander, did the leaders of the West and, uh, and, the, and really the people in the West, Western Europe and the United States, did we squander that, uh, what that potential peace brought us? <clears throat> well, I think there were two things that happened here, Steve. I think that uh, kleptocracy took over in Russia, sadly, um, as that transition took place. But we ourselves made a complete and utter hash of the whole thing. We decided, uh, for reasons that I've never understood, that despite promises made, that we would expand and extend 
NATO and the European Union further and further eastwards. And the more we pushed to the east, the more we drove Russia back into being an insular and somewhat paranoid country. It's not all our fault, but we certainly contributed to it. And perhaps the biggest tragedy on the day of Gorbachev's death is that Russia now is becoming ever more aligned, ironically, the Chinese Communist Party as those of us yeah. in the West. It's a very, very sad outcome. You know, I'm sure, Steve, you felt as I did. And I was actually in Germany the day the Berlin Wall came down. We all felt a sense, a sense of, of joy, of liberation. Something magnificent had happened. A better future had to come. Well, it's disappointing. Uh, Nigel, tell us about the uh, show. How do people get to your show? How do they get to you now on Getter and your other social media? Because you're a beloved figure here in the populist nationalist movement, not just in the United States, but throughout the world. Well, the English-speaking peoples of the world, as Churchill, as Churchill identified 80 years ago, we share so much with each other. GB News is easy. Just GB News, get the app, download it. It's free in America. You can watch it. You can see it on Catch Up. And for me, it's nfarage.com. Everything is there. All my details are there, including, Steve, Getter. Are you going to ease up ever on, on Piers Morgan on ratings? Are you going to give him a little bit of your audience, or are you going to continue to pound? I'm kind of feeling any sorry man, for Piers, I think. Any man that masquerades as being a friend of President Trump's, then stabs him in the back, pretends that he walked out on the interview, and you're asking me, you're asking me, will I ease up on a hypocrite and a liar like that? You must be having a laugh, Steve Bannon. Nigel Farage, thank you very much for joining us. That's the answer I wanted. Thank you very much for joining us in the war room. Appreciate it, sir. Nigel Farage, now on Getter. Uh, and you heard it right there. Nigel says he's not voting for the Tories. I mean, that's pretty shocking. Okay, we're going to take a short commercial break. I've got Brother Cortez. We've got a chalk talk, uh, some, some uh, turmoil in the markets. I think Cortez's theory of the case, and he'll expand upon what, uh, what Nigel said is that uh, this turmoil is not going to end this week. It's not going to end next week. It's going to be the new normal, the new normal course of business. Okay, short commercial break. Steve Cortez with all the numbers in the charts in the war room next. Everything's just beginning But the games you want to play Bring it on and now we'll fight to the end Just watch and see It's all started Everything's begun you know what's never good? When your nation's supposed authority on economic policy completely misses the flashing red lights of impending inflation. Now, Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen has finally admitted, quote, there's been an unanticipated and large shocks to the economy that have boosted energy and food prices and supply bottlenecks that affected our economy badly that I didn't, at the time, fully understand, end quote. You know who understands the real threat of inflation? People who invested in gold and silver with Birch Gold Group. They're protecting their savings from a highly turbulent economy by diversifying their 401k or IRA into gold, physical gold. It's not too late for you to take action now. Text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, -N -N, 
to 989898 and get a free info kit on diversifying and protecting your savings with precious metals. With an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau, countless five-star reviews, and thousands of satisfied customers, text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898 and get the real help from Birch Gold today. Again, text Bannon to 989898 to claim your free no-obligation information kit on protecting your savings with gold for small business. An update on a really troubling and frankly tragic statistic regarding the condition of small firms in America. Alignable did another survey of over 7,000 small businesses in the United States and they found that for the month of August a staggering 40% of them said they could not pay their rent. Among restaurants the number was even worse 46% among minority-owned firms, the majority, 53% of minority-owned small businesses in America could not pay August rent. Patriots, these are the consequences of a Biden recession combined with soaring inflation. Let's fix this in November. Okay, uh, Steve Cortez joins us. Steve, also... Correct me if I'm wrong. It's up six percent. You 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 had another analysis and report last month, but it's up six percent since July. Is it not, sir? It's not like it's it's not like these are high numbers trending down. The trend is not your friend here. Am I correct? And and I'm glad you actually brought that point up. So it's up six percent. And by the way, thirty four percent was alarming enough. Right now we're at forty percent. We're at the majority of minority owned businesses. But to to put this in context. That national number, that 40% overall number, we began the year at 26%. So we're up 50% from where we began the year. Let me pick one of the uh, sectors out of this, one of the industrial sectors, automotive. Automotive related small businesses began the year at 21% rent delinquency, presently at 44. It has more than doubled. So the trend is incredibly troubling here. The trend is not at all our friend. And as a matter of fact, every month of this year, Steve, but one, it has trended worse. In other words, it only downticked very slightly for one month. Uh, the other seven months of the year, it got demonstrably worse every single month. And so, you know, I, I put this out there, number one, to educate folks because they need to know the reality of what's going on, the reality that they largely won't hear from corporate media. But number two, to make sure that there's a sense of urgency and immediacy out there because, Steve, the clock is ticking. These are depression type numbers. Forget about recession, that debate's over. These are depressionary type numbers. And I want the, the, the deplorables out there to be motivated, to be activated, um, to be animated, and to have a sense of urgency. We have 70 days to go until this election. And believe me, if we don't arrest this trend, if we don't start to reclaim our sovereignty as a country, if we don't start to reclaim our prosperity as a country, which starts with reclaiming energy, domestic energy production and production in this country, uh, then we are in for an even more intense world of hurt. And, you know, if I can, Steve, too, I just want to comment on the great Nigel Farage and what he had to say. It, it really struck me, if we put this in context, the U.S. and the U.K., there is a malaise, unfortunately, that is common to both countries right now. And this imbroglio, which the United States and the U.K. share, if we put that in context, for most of the last century, Steve, the U.S. and the U.K., they were the undoubted, unrivaled leaders of the world in a special relationship with each other, America and England, uh, but also the leaders, the really unquestioned leaders of the Western world. And the fact that both of them right now are competing, as it were, for this very ignoble title of the worst economy in the developed world. 
it's really quite sad and quite tragic. I submit to you, unfortunately, that the United States has an even worse economy than the UK. They are worse on the inflation front, but I would submit that we are worse on the growth front. But regardless, there's really no doubt when you look at the totality of the metrics and the data and the evidence that these are the two worst economies right now in the developed world. Although, listen, that doesn't let the continent of Europe off the hook at all because the continent, you know, as you've spoken about very eloquently and persuasively, is floundering right now and is facing a winter that will in some prospects be perhaps almost medieval in terms of heating homes and businesses on the continent of Europe. This is no longer the Europe of Conrad Adenauer and Charles de Gaulle. And these are the consequences. And this is where I want America, though, not too late for us, America to learn a lesson, to take heed, to learn from the, uh, the cautionary tale of where Europe already is regarding energy. Europe decided before the United States did to fund both sides of a war in Ukraine, of what should be a regional skirmish to fund both sides and massively escalate it into an international crisis. And here are some of the results of that. The Wall Street Journal, which generally is a paper that loves globalism, the Wall Street Journal yesterday, this was their headline, I put it out on my social media. Russia confounds the West by recapturing its oil riches. And then the subheading, Moscow is raking in more revenue than ever. Okay, so that is the reality. Putin and the oligarchs are doing just fine. They're doing just fine in the Ukraine, by the way, as well. The good citizens of Europe are already suffering. And unfortunately, this winter portends even worse ahead. America, wake up, look across the Atlantic and see what is in front of us if we don't reverse course. And a huge part of reversing course are these elections. Thankfully, we have human agency. We have the ability to decide for ourselves that we are going to once again harness American energy for our security, for our prosperity. And these numbers, getting back to my chalk talk, these numbers tell us that Main Street businesses have no time to waste, Steve. They are in a dire predicament right now. They are literally in a corner when 40% of your businesses cannot pay their rent in full for the month of August. And this is a large sample size, Steve, over 7,000 total firms. Uh, that tells us that, again, I can't emphasize enough the sense of urgency that is needed out there among the patriots. You know, CNBC had two economists. I think they had the, the guy from Morgan Stanley Asia. I think Steve Roach, they had the head economist over at Johns Hopkins, the great university. And they and they both said one said it would take a miracle uh, for, for to avoid a recession in 2023. Uh, the other said, hey, with how that much they printed money, the inflation is going to be out of control. You have a major recession. Nigel's gave you the bad news right there about the 18% inflation. He says, hey, that's that's in dollars today. He thinks it's over 20. I, I want to just say everybody go to birchgold.com right now and get the end of the dollar empire. This is the first part. It's totally free of the series I'm doing. Tomorrow, we're putting out part two, which is about the falling reserve currency. And thank God we're the reserve currency right now, or we'd be in a situation like the United Kingdom that was the reserve currency before he took its place in the pound. Steve, talk to us about the turmoil. I love this concept you've got, which I talk about fourth turning, but you're saying, hey, baby, from the pits of the Chicago, uh, you know, from the pits in Chicago, uh, the new normal is turbulence. Steve Cortez. Yes. No, listen, I, I think, unfortunately, all of us just need to, to realize that the world is volatile, right? It's not just financial markets. We're certainly seeing volatility there. But that's a reflection of the larger whole. And what I mean that by that is that there's going to be political, cultural, national security, and economic volatility. Why? Because we've come out of, out of an era of globalization where there was largely consensus, certainly among the ruling class, because it's so benefited among all the Western countries, as well as the rulers of China, the junta that rules through the CCP, the Chinese 
people, uh, there was largely consensus over globalization. Well, uh, globalization, of course, resulted in nothing but turmoil for working class people all over the world. Here in the United States, the real genesis of the pushback, the birth of the pushback was the Tea Party that then crystallized into the America First movement and the candidacy of Donald Trump. It is a movement that now starts to broaden and take power in this, in this country. But that movement, uh, you know, as, as wonderful as it is, and as much as I believe it is going to dominate politics in the future, both here and abroad, uh, it does. It is part of a larger whole of volatility. So I, you know, I, I think people need to rethink their paradigms, uh, re reset their expectations for financial markets, for the economy, for politics. We are in an era not of peace and and globalization. We are in an era of strife. Uh, and, and volatility in this country caused by the globalists, caused by the globalists selling a false bill of goods to the detriment of working class people for the self-aggrandizement, for the this, for this so, uh, selfish benefit of the ruling class of the United States. And the, and the pushback is intense. And ultimately, look, we will prevail. We meaning the good citizens of the country, the working class people of this country. But there's a lot of volatility in the meantime. Speaking of volatility regarding financial markets, because again, I don't I always like to give evidence, evidence and data. And I, if I can, I want to bring a chart. So let's show a chart if we can here. Chart number one, please, of HYG. This is the high yield corporate bond index. So this is a ticker. This is a stock, effectively. It's an exchange traded fund. But in one ticker in HYG, you get a grouping of massive amounts of high yield corporate bonds. High yield meaning these are riskier companies. So these aren't um, your bread and butter companies like, say, a Microsoft or you know companies like that, uh, General Motors. These are riskier co companies that are issuing debt. These are the bonds of those companies. Often you'll hear this referred to as credit. When you hear people who are in the financial markets use the word credit, uh, this is what they mean. They mean corporate bonds. And if you talk about high yield credit, it's a bit riskier. This chart goes back to when Joe Biden took office. And if you can see, it, like in so many metrics, Steve, he inherited a lot of stability. The corporate bond market was very, very stable. It was stable throughout uh, President Trump's tenure, even with all the problems of 2020. It rebounded entirely by the end of 2020, and the handoff from Trump to Biden regarding corporate debt was very stable, very low volatility. As you can see on that chart, though, once the policies of Joe Biden started to kick in, his attack on American energy, the exorbitant borrowing and spending that he and Pelosi and Schumer embarked upon, massive inflation and turmoil in the economy, you can see that high yield bonds, which are typically boring, Steve, okay? Bonds are typically boring. They've been anything but in the Biden era. They started to absolutely careen lower. And high yield bonds right now, via the HYG, credit is down 14% since Biden took office. It's down 5%, by the way, just in the last couple of weeks off of the highs of just a couple of weeks ago. It got tanked again today. Steve, these are massive moves. And in some ways, you know, I talk about this a lot, I know stocks can be more fun. I think they can be more glamorous and more sexy. Uh, but uh, stocks are for show. Bonds are for go. Okay, bonds are more important to most people's lives, frankly, than stocks. We watch it all, but bonds are more important. And when we look at the credit markets breaking down like this, this is a terrible, terrible sign. Uh, and, and attention must be paid. Uh, the credit markets also look for policies that bring stability. One of the reasons you've got this turmoil, real quickly, we've got about 45 seconds here, and I want to hold you through the break. When you, you've got this type of turmoil, it affects people. This is what's going to affect employment. This is what's going to affect your credit cards, all of it. Walk through how important the bond markets are for that. No, exactly. And, you know, and particularly the U.S. bond market. 
by the way, right? Because you talk about the dollar being the reserve currency, which it is. Well, the U.S. Treasury market, our, our debt market, where the government borrows money, is the world's reserve debt market, effectively. All interest rates globally are priced off of it. Everything in your life, whether you know it or not, in terms of debt, is priced off of the U.S. 10-year Treasury note. Your car loan, your auto loan, credit cards, all of it. And the fact that bond markets are rolling over this way, now when I say rolling over, that's rolling over in price. As the price goes down, the yield, the interest rates go up. Uh, this is a, is a situation of incredible volatility for individuals. It's one of the reasons why individuals are piling on credit card debt and it's getting more and more dangerous for them. Steve, just hang on for one second. I'm gonna hold you through the break. I got Mike Davis, Boris Epstein. A lot happening in the Mar-a-Lago situation. We're gonna wrap up with Steve Cortez, get to all that next in the world. Are you feeling frustrated and powerless in the face of sky-high inflation? Well, here's what you can do about it. Now, take a minute and go to this website, preparewithbannon.com. That's preparewithbannon.com. You'll find a ready-hour, three-month emergency food kit from My Patriot Supply. It's what I call inflation-fighting food. This kit is packed with emergency meals, the kind that stay fresh for up to 25 years. And these meals not only stay fresh, they stay affordable too. That's because right now, my Patriot Supply is giving you $250 off this three-month kit. Get it, and you're guaranteed affordable meals when food prices get completely out of control. In other words, you'll lock in the affordable food for years to come. When you're ready for real preparedness, make sure to look for Ready Hour Foods from my Patriot Supply. Go to preparewithbannon.com. That's preparewithbannon.com and save 250 bucks on a three-month emergency food kit. It ships fast and it ships free. Get yours now, preparewithbannon.com. That's preparewithbannon.com. Action, action, action. War Room Pandemic with Stephen K. Bannon. The epidemic is a demon and we cannot let this demon hide. War Room pandemic. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, MyPillow.com, promo code WARROOM. You're bundling them off to college. Make sure you're going to keep the soccer trophies in the room, spare bedroom. Uh, so don't party too much in their site, but make sure you get them a pillow, a blanket, sheets, toppers. Everybody needs a topper. Go to MyPillow.com. Sales all over the place. Buy one, get one, freeze. Slash prices on, on uh, slippers, moccasins, pillows, the $19.88 classic that Walmart won't take any more because of his political beliefs. Make sure you go there today. MyPillow.com, promo code worm. Support uh, the armor-piercing shell that is Mike Lindell. And of course, your humble servants here at the War Room. Uh, Steve, you went after uh, Fed President Bostic the other day. I tried to defend him and say, hey, look, I don't mind if you do the George Floyd and the black, but give me some Richard Fisher when you talk right. about uh, the, the African-American community getting crushed by Fed policy starting with Obama and Bush. Bush caused it in Obama. Uh, and, and, and you see it right here. Uh, the poor minorities are, are 50, 50, what, 53 percent? 53. Haven't been able to right. pay August rent. They're always getting it. Right. So, but quote me some Richard Fisher. But today, the New York Fed, because you're starting to see some, some, some truth come out. They're right. breaking ranks. And I think, I think New York Fed, and people should know, New York Fed is the trading desk for the Federal Reserve. Right. This is how they actually get cash into the system. It is the most important trading desk in the world, is it not, Steve Cortez? 
No, it absolutely is. And you look, you know, the truth right now, unfortunately, for Fed officials is just for them, unfortunately, is just unavoidable. Right. They tried to lie to the American people for so long. But you can't spin people about their kitchen table reality of their bank account and their credit card tab and the fact that their bills are passed due. You simply cannot spin that. No amount of spin will ever suffice. And regarding these regional Fed presidents, just to give folks a, a quick view into how the Fed works, you have these regional presidents, and you're right, Rafael Bostic is the president of the Atlanta Fed, and I've been extremely harsh on him, I think deservedly so, because he said that 18 months ago, inflation was, quote, unimaginable at these levels. And, you know, I point out that, you know, look, uh, this Irish hammerhead named Bannon and this Colombian meathead named Cortez, we sure could see it. How is it possible? possible that somebody with a PhD from Stanford with an army of PhDs working for him couldn't see it. Uh, I'm not going to buy that excuse and we're not going to let him off the hook. Uh, but regardless, re these, these Fed presidents around in, in the regions around the country, uh, they on a rotating basis serve on the Federal Open Markets Committee. There's one that doesn't rotate, and that is the New York Fed. The New York Fed is always on the central committee, as it were, of the Fed, because the New York Fed is really first among equals, which makes sense given the centrality of New York to the financial system of the United States. So today hitting the wire and markets had another rough run today, not just credit, which I showed previously, but overall another rough run today. And the main reason I think are these comments out of the president of the New York Fed, John Williams. Here's what he said to say, he had to say, he said he expects interest rates to continue higher and to remain at those levels until inflation is subdued until inflation is subdued. Now, there are a lot of folks on Wall Street who said, okay, Fed needs to raise rates, sort of crush inflation, and then we get right back to the happy days of low rates, you know, at zero rates or near zero. And the New York Fed president is saying, wait a second, guys, rates are going up and they are going to stay up. That's the reality. And according to, you know, who is John Williams, other than just being the New York Fed president, which is important enough, according to CNBC, then this is a quote from them, they say, Williams, Fed Chair Jerome Powell and Vice Chair Lael Brainerd make up the central bank policies brain trust. Now, I'm not so sure that there is a brain trust, but CNBC is directionally right that those are the three who are who are charting the course for the Federal Reserve. So to have John Williams tell us that today, even the Fed, right, which tried to hide, which tried to put its head in the sand, which tried to lie to the American people, even the Fed now recognizes this is an absolute systemic crisis. It is crushing the American people, and it's going to take long-term action from them. There is no easy fix at this point. They've put themselves in this corner, and unfortunately for the American people, there's simply no easy fix from here. Uh, Cortez is going to join us tomorrow. We're going to walk through uh, what uh, Joe Biden should say to the American people about the economy. This nonsense about MAGA being uh, semi-fascist uh, is ridiculous, but what he should do is have a, a blunt talk with the American people about where we are economically and financially. Uh, Steve, what's your social media? Between now and then, how do people get to you? Yeah, please find me my Chalk Talks and everything else. I'm at Steve on The Getter, and then I'm also still on Twitter, at Cortez, Steve Cortez with an S. Steve, thank you very much. I want to go to Mike Davis. Mike, I bring in here always, you do the best job, and now you're up on Fox and all these other places doing great work, and your, your, your logic is spreading far and wide. But I want to ask you something that's maybe not a legal question. Given where we are as a country, and you had mentioned the debt the other day on the, the nine or six or eight trillion dollars, given where we are as a country financially, with just more horrific news today for entrepreneurs, the, the Fed, uh, you know, the New York chair president saying, hey, this is going to take a while and we're not going to go back. We're not putting the punch bowl back out there in, in perspective. This Mar-a-Lago is, is this total noise or signal, sir, with this fiasco in Mar-a-Lago into your opinion? Well, I think it's a cover-up for. I, I think it's a cover-up, and they're trying to cover up what the 
what the uh, Biden, Obama, Hillary, uh, Clapper, Susan Rice, FBI, Intel regimes did uh, to President Trump in 2016 with the Russian collusion hoax. And uh, President Trump declassified those records. He took a personal copy. He had them at Mar-a-Lago. And, you know, this whole raid is about getting back those records. They, the, they're pretending like this is about classified records and Trump was going to leak out our, you know, most classified secrets, which is just complete nonsense. It was about getting those records. So, uh, you know, it's it certainly is a good political distraction for the Biden administration to be talking about this right now instead of the failures of their regime, including inflation, including crime and including their disastrous policy. So it's always good uh, to be talking about something else. How does he go in front? By the way, they're going to have a 40 page uh, analysis and I'm going to get to that in a second. But he's going to go in front of the nation tomorrow and basically say all the Trump supporters are, are semi fascist. How does he do that with a straight face? given the way his Justice Department and the FBI have comported themselves in this, sir? It's unbelievable. I mean, the Democrat supporters want to burn down churches, firebomb crisis pregnancy centers, kill Supreme Court justices, uh, burn, loot, and murder BLM from the June 2020 on. They caused $2 billion in damage and dozens of people killed, but it's the Trump supporters who are, are dangerous. This is just unbelievable uh, that they're, that he's doing this. It's just so shows how small and pathetic President Biden is. I mean, he has he has no he has nothing he can actually run on, even even when he thinks he has successes like, you know, uh, passing on a half trillion dollars of student loan debt for his campaign supporters onto truck drivers and plumbers. He thinks that was a success. He has, he has nothing to campaign on. So he's just he just wants to push fear and division. And that's all this is about. Go through. There's supposed to be a response to that. I guess the special masters and, and the government said they were going to. They normally would be limited to 20 pages. I think there's going to be 40 pages or north. Can you clarify what exactly is going on? What's the bid and the ask here, and what's actually happening? Yeah. So the government, the Biden administration's response to the motion for, for to Trump's uh, motion for special master to have an independent review of these documents is due tonight. It's supposed to be 20 pages, and the Biden Justice Department wants to send in 40 pages so you know it's going to be political garbage if you can't get your point across in 20 pages then what the hell are you saying and then trump has to respond tomorrow and then the oral argument is set for thursday september 1st trump has uh, beefed up his legal team significantly he brought on uh, former florida solicitor general chris keiss uh, chris keiss is a top attorney he was the top appellate t- attorney for the state of florida he's argued cases before the supreme court he worked at a big law firm, Foley and Lardner. He is a great addition, and he's going to complement the Trump legal team very well. He's exactly this is exactly what Trump needed to do. It, it perfectly rounds out Trump's legal team, so we can have someone writing the legal briefs and preserving legal issues for appeal. Because this is this is almost certainly going to go to the Supreme Court. Uh, we saw with Merrick Garland, he put out an order to 90,000 Justice Department employees today, uh, essentially a shot across the bow. If they go talk to Congress, uh, they're in trouble. I mean, it's it's unbelievable, the intimidation from Merrick Garland. So that's getting people riled up today. So it, it's a, there's a lot happening this week. I think this judge, Eileen Cannon, is a fair-minded judge. She was a, she's, uh, she's from Cali, Columbia, immigrant. She uh, went to Duke for undergrad. Uh, she uh, clerked for uh, Judge Colleton, a, a really 
a, a great judge on the Eighth Circuit Court of Appeals based out of Iowa, my home state. She is has been a federal prosecutor for many years. She was at uh, Gibson, a, a big international prestigious law firm for many years. She's no nonsense. And I think she's trying to, I think she's seeing through uh, the, the political weaponization of the Justice Department because she's she says she's inclined to appoint a special master to sort out this document fight between uh, former uh, the office of former President Trump, along with the Biden Justice Department and President Biden. Is, is that why uh, they, they put out immediately after the the after uh, the day after it was filed? Oh, we've already finished. Special masters not needed. They're going to come in 20. Do you think the incremental 20 pages are to give some detail and try to make it look as, as horrible as possible. You've kind of seen the inventory. You think they actually go through and try to list to try to get political points here, not legal points? That this is going to be, they're going to try to throw as, as much against the wall as they can in 40 pages. The fact that they're saying, oh, don't worry about this. We already have it covered. Well, what, what are they, what are they hiding? Why are they so worried that a, a an article three judge is going to appoint a special master to check the Biden Justice Department's homework here because the Biden Justice Department certainly does not have a good track record when it comes to President Trump. Biden, uh, the Biden National Security Division, the counterespionage uh, unit within the counterespionage, uh, within the National Security Division is corrupted. The FBI uh, counterespionage unit is corrupted. We've seen this with Crossfire Hurricane. We've seen this in this case where they're lying and leaking constantly in this case, lying about Merrick Gar- Garland didn't Firstly, uh, approve this rate. That's a lie. They lied about Trump having nuclear documents. That's a lie. They they lied that President Trump and the White House uh, did not have prior knowledge that this rate was coming. That's a lie. They paved the way for it by waiving Trump's claim of executive privilege. And they're constantly leaking. They're illegally leaking grand jury material to Newsweek. They're inappropriately leaking out of this affidavit to paint this picture, this uh, this picture that's supposedly bad for Trump. It's actually not. Uh, and. Uh, at the same time that they, they took the black Sharpie to the entire thing, it's, you know, they couldn't get this affidavit out there. Sunlight is the best disinfectant. They can't get this out there for the public to see, but they're selectively leaking out of it. They're trying to try President Trump in the court of, in the, uh, in the court of public opinion instead of the court of law. Uh, let's get, I think we got Boris finally. Uh, Boris, uh, tonight they're going to put 40 pages out. My question is, is that they've already, you know, they already said, oh, we don't need a special master. Looks like they're going to lose that with this judge. Are they just doing this to get political points tonight to try to embarrass President Trump? Well, I think they're trying to fight on, you know, on any point whatsoever they can, but they're failing. And they're, the reason they're failing, Steve, is because they they already know that what they did is unconstitutional. They already know that what they did is wrong. They know that there's no legal standing under the Presidential Records Act for the action that they took. So now they couldn't fit it into 20 pages. They're going to try to do 40 pages of mental gymnastics to show why somehow you don't need a special master to review the attorney-client and executive privilege, why you don't need for the, you know, the actual you know, substantive inventory to be turned over to President Trump and his and his legal team. So I think that's what you're going to see. You're going to see a lot of uh, hyperbole. You may see, you know, you may see a lot of high language, but you know, they they can't answer the basic question. The basic question is this: Why did the DOJ need to ransack and break in to President Trump's home of Mar-a-Lago when there was complete cooperation and he's been in full compliance with the Presidential Records Act? And now you've got this disaster of the FBI, the special agent in charge being fired and how Garland. And I think that's whistleblower interference to say nobody contact yeah. Congress. What does that mean? 
That means he doesn't want any more whistleblowers like the ones who outed the ball. Okay. Hang on. Uh, we're going to take a short break. Mike Davis, Boris Epstein, on the other side. Because we're taking down the CCP. Millions of Americans are waking up to a country they don't recognize. And while they struggle to raise their families and pay the bills, the media and corporations are telling them they're what's wrong with the country. Well, thankfully, there are a few companies that still believe in America and our Constitution. Patriot Mobile, America's only Christian conservative cell phone company, is on the front lines fighting for the sanctity of life, religious freedom, and the Second Amendment. This is why Patriot Mobile is different from every other provider out there. Inflation has made it really hard on many Americans. Thankfully, Patriot Mobile has plans for almost any budget. They offer the same nationwide coverage as the major carriers. I want to repeat that. They offer the same nationwide coverage as the major carriers. Get the same great service plus the knowledge that your money is supporting the values that made America great and will make her great again. Go to PatriotMobile.com. That's one word, PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon. Or call 972-PATRIOT. That's 972-PATRIOT. Use the offer code Bannon to get free activation. Special discounts are available for veterans and first responders. Join our movement. Make the switch today. PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon. That's PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon. Or call 972-PATRIOT. Action, action, action. Do this today. War Room Pandemic with Stephen K. Bannon. The epidemic is a demon and we cannot let this demon hide. War Room Pandemic. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, uh, welcome back. I want to go to Mike Davis. Mike, uh, this whistleblower thing, is this real? What, what, did, what did Garland send? Because you work for Grassley. You know how important whistleblowers are. Correct me if I'm wrong. I think Trump was impeached off a whistleblower. They're, they're, they're essential to the system, right, even when the guy of Trump was, it was a perfect phone call. Did Garland try to throttle down the whistleblowers? From what I understand, I have not actually read the memo. I got, I, I've had it reported to me from three different sources, the Justice Department and one congressional source. But he specifically acknowledges the Whistleblower Protection Act, how whistleblowers can go to Congress. But it's the very, uh, it's the timing of this that's so bad that Merrick Garland thought it was a good time to send a memo to 90,000 ju- Justice Department employees telling them essentially, you can't go to Congress, you can't call Congress. And uh, it's it's just horrific timing. Note, notice that all the leaks coming out of the Justice Department, senior Justice Department officials, there was no memo from Attorney General Merrick Garland saying that you can't leak from affidavits in ongoing criminal cases. You can't illegally leak from grand jury uh, proceedings, which is exactly what the Biden Justice, Justice Department's been doing with President Trump. But they wanted to shoot, uh, have this shot across the bow, warning people, essentially, that if you go to Congress, you're going to pay a price. Mike Davis, uh, how do people follow you at Article 3? Because you're working on so much more stuff than this that's amazing, particularly your big tech uh, the stuff you're working on in big tech and the tech oligarchs. How do people get to you and how do they follow you on social media? Because your media hits now are all over and people should be able to follow them during the day. Yeah, thank you very much, Steve. Uh, let me get the message out here. It's article3project.org, article3project.org, at article3project, at article3project, and my personal 
is at MRDDMIA, MRDDMIA. Thank you again, Steve. Mike Davis, thank you so much. Uh, Boris, Mike had mentioned earlier before you were able to, to, to jump off your call and get on here about the new member of the team. Sounds like a heavyweight. I thought the media was telling me that nobody wanted to work for President Trump and no major law firm would touch him, sir. Well, Steve, Chris Kaiser, very strong, was a twice former Solicitor General of Florida. He's great to work with. I'll tell you this. I've gotten to know him. He's somebody who is very insightful and, and, and very smart, but also very tough. So, you know, he's a, he's a great member of the team. And we really have a, a top-notch, strong legal counsel team. We've got Jim Trusty, former head of the Organized Crime Division uh, of the DOJ. We've got Evan Corcoran, you know, who's a career-long prosecutor. Now we've got Chris Kyes. You know, we've got others, right? We've got Alina Haba. We've got Lindsay, Lindsay Halligan. The team, is, the, the team is very, very strong. The three leaders of the team and the outside counsel part are, are going to be uh, Jim Trusty, Evan Corcoran, and Chris Kyes. And that, that's, that, that's what the posse should expect to see. And I think even as you saw in, in some of the mainstream coverage today, that this connotes a, a lot of strength and very unusual for us to get to get coverage, which says, oh, President Trump uh, gets some heavy hitters on board. That, you know, that positivity will probably last about 24 hours. But the key message to those out there who are worried is do not worry. President Trump, MAGA are covered by strong attorneys who are fighting at every juncture to make sure that we do not allow for this weaponization, politicization of, law, of our law enforcement and stand up to political domineering stand stand up to political targeting which is clearly happening all across the country but but let me ask you you know uh, biden's going to get up on thursday and make an address to the nation or try to if the networks pick it up to talk about maga is a semi-fascist movement uh, all of this talk to me about merrick garland and mike davis's point there's been all these leaks and quite frankly merrick garland at his three-minute a press statement walks off the stage. They leaked to Washington Post immediately right. about nuclear codes, which we haven't seen a Q, anything in inventory on Q at all, right? And he puts out a, a, a all point, you know, all points bulletin, all hands on deck for ninety thousand people today to tell them, hey, nobody goes to Congress. Right inside the line of the whistleblower act. So, so how do we take this? I mean, this thing looks like it's losing altitude quickly as you guys ramp up, but it looks like it's losing altitude quickly. But they're just not going to back off. You agree? I think that the other side is nervous. They're undoubtedly worried. That why else would they need double the amount of space to put together a short argument? And really, you know, as Lee Atwater used to say, right, if you can't make a hit in 10 seconds, don't bother. So uh, I, the American people have coalesced around President Trump and MAGA like they've never before. And I think that the DOJ sense and this firing of the, of the special agent in charge has been huge news. And this was a person who was literally at the at the keystone, right, at the very beginning of this investigation of President Trump, the wrongful investigation, which has culminated in the break-in and raid of his home in Mar-a-Lago. So there's absolutely no doubt that the DOJ, FBI are off balance here. They're on the back foot. And MAGA continues to be on the rise, continues to be ascended under the leadership of President Donald J. Trump. Using your uh, political uh, hat and, you know, head of surrogates, senior advisor, do you believe the timing of Biden uh, talk is about the, the MAGA movement is showing that they are nervous? They, they realize this thing has not gotten traction like they thought, except on MSNBC and the editorial pages of The New York Times and on Drudge and on the Drudge Report. Do you think that the well, timing there is, with, is specific? First, they started with ultra MAGA, right? And that became a rallying cry for us. And then, you know, then they, now they're calling MAGA fascism. You've got people like Chris Sununu 
who are who are going after Biden for doing for doing so because they're using literally dehumanizing language about over over fifty percent and I believe two thirds of the country. So yes, I think you know Biden, the Democrats, they they've seen just how derided they are, just how de, how disgusted the American public is with them. Then now you got Biden trying to go to Philadelphia and do this speech, which I'm sure is going to be an absolute and total disaster for him and his feckless administration. Uh, Boris, how do people uh, follow you now on social media and to get to your morning newsletter? Probably more than ever, people want to stay up to date with your uh, social media. How do people get there? No doubt about it. BorisCP.com is the newsletter. Sign up right now. Hot on BorisCP.com. Hot on Twitter at BorisCP. Hot on Getter at BorisCP. Hot on True Social at Boris. And the hottest on the gram, Boris underscore Epstein. Stay strong. God bless. And I will see you tomorrow. Thank you. By the way, for the next hour, we're going to go to two real fighters. Tina Forte, who's taking on AOC. I think it's up in New York uh, 14. Also, we got Don Baldick, another huge poll out today from the University of New Hampshire. Uh, we've got uh, some very special guests. We're going to be talking about globalization, talk about the math in back of why this debt relief for the, uh, for, the, uh, for the permanent students is going to incentivize people to get worse degrees and spend more time in college. And, of course, we're going to have Naomi Wolf and Brian Kennedy. Brian Kennedy is going to actually deconstruct the Barry Weiss interview with, uh, with Bill Barr, the attorney general under Donald J. Trump. We got a lot. The six o'clock show is going to be on Folks, let me fire. Tell you salty. Okay, it's make sure also tomorrow go to birchgold.com slash Bannon for slash Bannon to start to get the free report on the dollar falling as prime reserve currency. Heart disease kills See you at six. Number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code WARROOM at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67%. Do it again. WARROOM HEALTH, all one word, WARROOMHEALTH.COM. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there. Do it today. Check it out. They put Peter Navarro in leg irons for simply doing his constitutional duty. Now they want to put Peter in prison for standing up for Donald Trump. Please go to Amazon right now and order Taking Back Trump's America to help fund Peter's legal defense. Taking Back Trump's America provides a critical MAGA blueprint to put Trump back in the White House in 2024. Buy Taking Back Trump's America on Amazon today. If they can put Peter Navarro in prison, they can come for all of us. War Room Posse, you already know free speech is under constant attack by the swamp and their big tech allies. They resell your communications and personal data while lecturing and laughing at you. I've got the solution. Unplugged Systems, a secure communications company, has an app suite you can install on any Android phone, including its own uncancelable app store, VPN, antivirus, and highly encrypted messenger, better than Wicker, Signal, Telegram, or anything else. 
None of your message or VPN traffic is stored, analyzed, or sold. Claim your security for only $10 a month. Go to their website, unplugged.com. That's unplugged.com slash warroom to install the Unplugged Suite. It's secure. It's private. It's the way we stay connected and informed. Get it now. Take action, action, action. Use your agency.